Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. Exodus 23, 2, 5, and 2, 6. Shall we read together as a family? And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. They shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren, in thy land, the number of thy days I will fulfill. Let's read again. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. In thy land, the number of thy days I will fulfill. The Holy Communion, God's channel of divine health. The Holy Communion, God's channel of divine health. Our Father, thank you for blessing the reading of your Holy Word. We beseech you yet again to bless the teaching and the preaching thereof. Take a call of fire yet again from the altar of heaven. And on the lips and the tongues of clear of this seven son of yours that I will come to your people with a thus said the Lord moving every man, woman, boy, girl under the sound of my voice from where we are to where you reserved and preserved for us in the place called destiny. We'll vow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. You may please be seated comfortably in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. The Holy Communion, God's channel of releasing divine health to his people. A channel is simply a vessel, a vehicle, a conduit pipe to release a flow of certain things. In this case, blessings and benefits from God. Beloved, the communion table is both a mystery and a miracle where several of God's divine benefits and blessings are transmitted or communicated. While the Lord has several blessings for you by way of redemption, he has chosen channels, vessels, vehicles to communicate those blessings. One of which to communicate healing, in this case, is the vehicle of the communion table. So each time we approach the communion table, we must approach the communion table not as an ordinance. It's beyond a church ordinance. It's beyond a rite or a ritual of a church. It's beyond one of the things the Lord expects the church to do, just like baptism. Communion is beyond that. And that is a system that God has put in place to communicate divine healing 
and divine help for the people of God. Saints, as you approach the table, I trust the Lord after today's teaching, you'll be so enlightened and illuminated with understanding that the next time you approach the table of covenant, there will be a heightened level of expectancy of what you're about to draw from those emblems, the biscuit, you may call it, and the juice, you may call it, because it's beyond the biscuit, it's beyond the juice. It's a mystery of transfusion or a mystery of transmittance of God's power, which is inclusive of his divine power for healing and well-being. I believe with a heightened level of understanding of what the mystery of the commentable is, you will begin to walk in a dimension of strength and health that is nothing other than supernatural or miraculous. Man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, of blessed memory many years ago, came in contact with the revelation of the communion table. And by that singular understanding, he began to introduce the partaking of the Lord's covenant, not out of religion, but out of revelation, as part of his daily practice. And he died not only at an old age, he dies, died strong without any ailment at all. Walked in amazing strength and health throughout his ministry days. How? The mystery and the miracle of a communion table. Beloved, in this ordinance lies the blessing of divine healing and wholeness. We cannot emphasize the beauty and the blessing of well-being. I was in the hospital, I think some days ago, actually on Thursday or Friday, to see one of my members who happened to have been there. And as I, I, I began to walk through, I've not been to a hospital for quite a while, but you know, as I began to walk through the wards, several wards from the orthopedic and several other wards, what, what my eyes saw simply caused thanksgiving to rise up in my heart that I'm not in this place. And I don't belong in this place. You see, saints, we can oftentimes begin to take for granted the many mercies and the many blessings of God upon our lives that you can lie down and sleep and wake up seems normal, seems usual, seems common. But that in itself is a miracle right there. That you can see is a miracle. That your eyelash twitch multiple times in a day is really a miracle that you can eat what you want to eat when you want to eat how you want to eat beloved is a miracle that you rise up from the bed you speak to your mind go to the shower have a bath put on your clothes go to church we take that for granted sometimes but that in itself is a miracle and sometimes it takes god allowing you to go to places like hospitals to remind you that God has been too good to you. You may not be driving a limousine or flying a jet, but beloved, you see, a jet without life is useless. <laughs> a yacht without life is useless. A million dollars without being able to eat, to drink, to wear is useless. But, but here we are, God has preserved you, God has protected you, God has provided for you. It calls for the redounding of thanksgiving. Can somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. You are still in the game of life. 
Bible declares, let everything that hath breath, let them give God thanks and praise because the only one thing God knows you need to thank him is to have breath to be alive because the dead can praise him, the grave can worship him, only the living can praise him. So please, don't let the angel take your place. Shout, I will bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me shall bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Beloved, God does not only want you to be well. Please listen carefully. He has done everything needful and necessary for your well-being and your wholeness. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Third John 2 says, I pray above all. I desire above all. It is the expression of the heart of the Father through the apostle writing. I desire above all that what? That you be in health, prosper, even as your soul prospers. The desire of your Father in heaven is for your well-being. He's not testing you through sickness. He's not training you through sickness. You've heard me say over and over again, God does not need to employ his enemy Satan to train his own children. He has the wherewithal to child train you. The word and the spirit, the rod and the staff. Hello somebody. So he doesn't train you with sickness, no sir. He doesn't train you with poverty, no sir. Those things may come your way along life's journey. It's alright. He hasn't brought them. He will ultimately turn them around for testimonies. Praise God. So his desire is that you and I will walk in health, in strength, in vigor, in vitality. And if you're not there this Sunday morning as we teach, as we preach, as we partake of the mystery and the miracle meal, I believe that divine health will yet again be transmitted to you and flow through this channel of the communion table. Somebody shout a big amen is the Lord's desire. And he expressed that desire in the Old Testament or the Old Covenant. Oh yes. Healing is not just a new covenant phenomenon. In the Old Covenant, he healed. In fact, as they came out of the land of bondage, Exodus 15, 26, he introduced himself to the children of Israel as the Lord that healed them. One of the first few names he introduced to them was Jehovah Rophekah, Jehovah Rapha. Hello, somebody. So right from bondage, right from being trapped in Egypt for so many years, as they came out, say, hey, guys, don't worry. I'm your great physician. And I'm going to stand with you through this journey. And I'm going to be there for you. And as Jesus came, who is the embodiment, Bible calls him the image of Jesus, the perfect image of God, he came as an embodiment of the will of God in action. He was the will of God in action. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. He was busy healing. Busy raising the dead. Busy cleansing lepers. Busy opening blind eyes. Busy causing the lame to walk. Busy causing the withered hands to be extended. Busy, I believe, also causing bowel wounds to be opened busy doing stuff hello somebody why the bible says concerning him that he is the lord's anointed acts 10 38 that how god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with what 
with the Holy Ghost and with power. Kandoba. As a result of such an anointing upon his life, he went about doing good. Almost like he was so loaded with the power of God for healing, he was literally looking for where to discharge the power. He went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed by the devil. The story is still true. Satan is the oppressor. The story is still true. The Holy Ghost is the anointer. The story is still true. Jesus is the healer. Somebody shout amen. And I've got good news for you this morning. The healer is in the house this morning. And he is set to release his healing virtues to you, especially through the vessel and through the conduit pipe of the mystery of the table of covenant and the miracle meal. Praise God, somebody. Praise God, somebody. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. Many. And he cast out the spirit with his word. And healed how many? Oh, talk to me, church. He healed how many? Just a few sick. Just many sick. Most sick. Much sick. He healed all that were sick. And all includes you this morning. Don't exclude yourself because the doctor said it was incurable. There is nothing incurable with God. It may be impossible with men, but there is nothing incurable with God. You may have gone to all kinds of doctors, women with the issue of blood, spent your money, not made any better, but your encounter with Jesus will cause a 12-year-old situation to come to an utter end. And I don't know how long you've carried that plague, that delay, that infirmity, that disease, whatever name is called, there is a name that is above every other name. The Bible declares at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, and you see, you see cancer is a name. Tuberculosis is a name. COVID is a name. Uh, HIV is a name. Uh, malaria is a name. And all those names, they bow at the mention of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. Healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, hear this, hear this, himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. It's not something he's going to do in the future. It's something he has done. Isaiah spoke prophetically that he will do it. But Apostle Peter says, hey, that by his stripes we were healed. Right? And looking back at the cross, looking back at Calvary, looking back at the birth, the death, the resurrection of Christ said, no, we were healed. That means, oh boy, Healing is a forever settled matter in redemption. Please declare it is settled. You may have symptoms, it is settled. Maybe anxiety here and there, it is settled. Maybe things you're seeing in your body lumps here and there. Listen, it is settled. You know why? The same coin with which God paid for sin of mankind is the same coin he paid for sickness. The same coin. 
two-sided coin. Bible declares, worthy is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. That's Jesus. But you see, as much as he is the Lamb that came to take away the sin of the world, he is also the Lamb that came to deal with sickness, to deal with poverty. A threefold curse of the fall, the curse of death. The curse of sickness and the curse of poverty. Redemption dealt with all of the curses. Hallelujah. So you are free from spiritual death. You are free from poverty, spiritual and physical. And you are free from sickness and disease. Somebody said, I am free. Really free. Mm. Hallelujah. So we see the issue of healing as far as God is concerned, is a settled matter. It's not something we're trying to request God to give us as much as it's something we are building our faith to receive from Him. When you have this picture and mindset that the issue is not with the giver, it's with the receiver, your faith rises because God has already made available to you what you desire, what you need, Work on your faith. Let your faith rise because your faith is the hand that takes a hold of what grace has already made available. Somebody said, I am well. I'll say like you believe in that. I am well. I am whole. I am sound. I am the redeemed of the Lord. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit lives in my body. By his residence in my body, he quickens my mortal body. This morning, this hour, every cell, every tissue, every organ, every ligament, every joint is being quickened right now. My pancreas, my kidney, my liver, my bones my joints, my muscles, my brain cells, my eyes, my hearing, be quickened by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. My God. Life just jerked inside you right now. With a heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The same way you got born again, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, be my Savior. Listen, it's the same way you activate the healing anointing. I believe, I receive. You must declare what you believe. Don't declare your feelings. Don't declare your experience. But declare your expectation in redemption. Hallelujah. You are the well, not the sick. You are the well and the devil is trying to steal your health. You are not the sick struggling to get it. Well, health. No, sir. No, sir. Health belongs to you. Strength belongs to you. Vigor belongs to you. I believe by the time we break bread, somebody who had a limp, you're going to run out of here. Strengthen your limp. Somebody whose heart was beating irregularly, you're going to live here with heart beating normally. Why? This is a miracle meal. Hallelujah. 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 
Thank you, Jesus. You know, the blood covenant is a very, very powerful um, relationship. Let me just paraphrase it because of time. You know, what a covenant relationship is, is for instance, my name is Goodheart. I'm Mr. Goodheart. And this is Mr. Danderson now. And Mr. Danderson, perhaps, his skill set, giftings, competence is um, to make money. To make money. And um, my gifting, my skill set, is to heal the sick. Yeah? And we come into a covenant relationship. And what happens is this. When we come into that relationship, our names change. Our names become Goodhart Danison or Danison Goodhart. Either one works well. Our names become fused into one another. <laughs> if you get this, it will change your life. From that point in time, we're indivisible. Nothing can separate us but death. We become one. What that means is, when I, formerly Mr. Goodhart, need money, I don't like it because my covenant partner has it. And when my covenant brother, Mr. Danderson, needs healing, he doesn't like it because his brother has it. So together, we have all we need. And this was a ritual that was very, very common in the Orient, in the African uh, uh, continent as well. And one of the things that is requisite for that covenant to be sealed is the two parties or the two tribes will enjoy what is called a covenant meal on a meal they will eat they will drink to seal to celebrate to put a conclusion to what has transacted praise god oh boy oh boy in a similar manner also beloved don't miss this please pay attention oh boy i'll teach this more elaborately some down the road our god oh boy the father has made a covenant and whilst we say the covenant is with us, as in his children, as the church, really, really, truly, the covenant is between the Father God and the Son Jesus. We're only introduced to be a part of the covenant by the new birth experience. So that covenant is so tight, so strong, that it is unbreakable between the Father and the Son. Mm. But when you become born again, you become entrenched into the covenant so that the rights and the privilege of your covenant partner Jesus so when he says hitherto you've asked me nothing in my name what he was saying the moment you become my child you're now my covenant brother alright so you have access to use my name as I will use my name when you say to sickness, in the name of Jesus Christ, I hold you bound, is as powerful as your big covenant brother saying it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what this is, this communion table is, each time you engage this, don't engage this as just a ritual, an ordinance. But in your mind, see yourself to be engaging the covenant meal to further cement, to further concretize 
the covenant you have between you and Jesus. That's why in a typical wedding ceremony, one of the things that happens when a husband and wife are married is they are served the communion meal for the first time as man and wife because they've changed. Once upon a time, Mr. Ate alone, Miss Ate alone, but they are now Mr. and Mrs. Their names have changed. So for the first time, the embodiment of the covenant will eat the meal. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. See, this is a mystery, it's a miracle. Praise the Lord. So when you go into the table of covenant, you're saying, Lord, I know, I believe, I have a covenant relationship with you. What I'm saying is, what I have belongs to you. Where you lead, I will go. I will henceforth no longer live for myself. It's a two-way street. Don't just expect the Lord to make himself available to you. You're also saying, hey, I'm submitted to you. I'm surrendered to you. I don't have claim to my body anymore. Just like in a typical marriage ceremony, the wife has no claim to her body or the husband and vice versa. It's there in Corinthians. Praise God. Likewise, the covenant says, Lord, I belong to you. I'm surrendered to you. I have no other life but the life that you gave me and you own. Hey, somebody, this is what it means to be led by the Holy Ghost. That money is not yours. The house is not, you see, it, it changes everything. You see that I'm not my own. I'm a bride to the bridegroom and the bridegroom must always have access to what I have just like I also have access to what my bridegroom has. His name, his power, his word, his spirit and all of that. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. So next time you eat, you're reminding yourself that covenant has been reenacted. It's been renewed in the name of Jesus Christ. Shout a big amen. Now look at what happened in Genesis 14. Abraham had gotten victory over, I think, three nations, um, Sodom, and delivered his nephew Lot. And here he encountered Melchizedek. Genesis 14, 18 says, And Melchizedek, oh boy, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Yeah. Verse 19 says, And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Something about the bread and wine, a meal, the Hasdu covenant that provokes a blessing, it times released in faith. In Exodus, you know the story. Shavisa had been bound for many, many years in Egypt. And the Lord said, Hey, I'm releasing plagues against Pharaoh and against Egypt. And it came to the point at the 10th plague, which is where we are now, um, they were ultimately released. Exodus 12, 14 says, Exodus 12, 14, And this day shall be unto you a memorial. Say with me, a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. A feast. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Verse 24 and 25. It says, and you shall observe this thing for an ordinance. So, this, what we're doing today by way of table of covenant, it began years ago. Yeah, we were only observing an ordinance that was instituted. It shall come to pass, when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, I 
according as he had promised that you shall keep this service it's a service it's a service and the lord said when i see the blood of verse 13 when i see the blood upon your doorpost and lintel i will pass over when i see the blood i will pass over come into the new testament mark 14 and see jesus introduce the communion mark 14 22 and as they did eat jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave to them and said hear this take eat this is my body wow and he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and they all drank of it and he said unto them this is my blood my blood of the new testament which is shed for many my blood of the new testament which is shed for many so he called the bread his body and called the wine his blood look at john 6 55 and 56 john 6 5 5 5 6 for my flesh is meat indeed you see now says my flesh is meat not just meat meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me that what means to live in me all right and i in him that's covenant there you dwell in me i live in you so as you eat my flesh and drink my blood there is a communion there's fellowship there's there's intimacy going on you live in me i live in you you see that meal was nothing compared to manna yet in this same discussion of jesus he begins to talk about how the father gave manna hear this to the old testament saints and said what i'm giving you is far more superior to manna what your father's ate was powerful i'm paraphrasing now so powerful that as they were growing their clothes was growing with them for 40 years in the wilderness their shoes were expanding with them they were not sick not infirm bible says the lord brought them out with silver and gold hear this and there was not one none feeble not sick feeble not was weak amongst them what was it manna what is manna angels food wow so he began to contrast compare the potency and the power of manna compared to the potency and the power of this covenant meal oh boy what it is a meal as they ate he took bread he took wine it's a meal so this meal is so powerful that it will put my life in you it's so powerful that those who have it will have everlasting life it's so powerful it will sustain you your days it's a miracle meal 
It's beyond cracker, beyond wafer, beyond biscuit. It's a mystery. It's a miracle. <laughs> Beloved, listen carefully. The quality of what you eat largely determines your well-being. Please listen. As it is in the natural, it is in the spiritual. Psalm 103 begins to enumerate the blessings of redemption. And one of the blessings he says is that he satisfies my mouth with good things. All right, are you here? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Let me work out. He satisfies my mouth with good things. Why? So that my youth is renewed. Hello, somebody. It's applicable in two dimensions. In the natural, please, but also in the spiritual. The quality of your food, largely, will determine how well you are in the natural. <laughs> but in the spiritual also, the quality of your spiritual diet will determine how well you are. So planted in a church like this where you're fed well, robust, solid word, night and day, taught how to pray, taught how to study the word of the Lord, and the word comes your way, your spiritual life is blossoming, it's flourishing because of the diet you're receiving. But also, the communion table is a spiritual meal. Oh, I want to emphasize this. It's a spiritual meal. And it is of the optimal quality of a spiritual meal that when you eat it, it makes you strong. It makes you healthy. It makes you well. Smith Wigglebos, as he caught this revelation every day of his life, almost literally, ate of this and he enjoyed tremendous strength. It's not just biscuit. Not just juice. No, sir. It's a miracle meal by which God channels, amongst many things, divine healing, divine health. And church, with this understanding, as we engage as families in your homes, regularly to partake of the table of covenant, see the miracle is doing in your kids. It heightens your IQ quotient. Huh? We'll see some of the benefits of this, 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 this meal. It opens minds. Hello, somebody. It strengthens bodies. It prolongs, energizes. Why? It's a mystery and a miracle. Are you here? Let's go further. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because understanding is key. What you don't understand, you can benefit. Look at Psalm 82, 5 to 7. Psalm 82, 5 to 7. And then shortly, we'll look at the spiritual nutrients of the communion table. What is in the flesh or the bread? What is in the blood, the wine? Psalm 82, 5 to 7 says, They know not. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Neither will they understand. We will understand. They walk on in darkness. Oh boy. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, you are God's and all of you are children of the Most High, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. He said, you, we are gods. He said, but if we don't know that, if we don't accept the revelation, we will not live it. Hello, somebody? Likewise, this is a miracle meal. It's a mystery. But if we don't know that, it will just be, okay, another day. No. 
So we want to take some time, five, seven minutes there about with the time we have left, or ten minutes, and look at the spiritual nutrients of this meal. Think of a meal. What is in the bread? What is in the wine? Praise God. So two elements represent this meal. The bread, which is the body. The wine, which is the blood. Let's look at the flesh. In the words of Jesus, John 6, 50, 51, we'll see what is in the flesh. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread, living bread, which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give you is my flesh. All right which I will give for the life of the world. So number one, that flesh is the flesh, of, or that bread is the flesh of Jesus carrying life. We want to see some pictures in the Bible. We don't have time to go through all of them, but just to create a mental picture so that when you take the communal element, you have your imagination right. Now, right now in the scripture, I'll paraphrase it. Second Kings 4, 38 to 41. I'd have loved to have read it. Honestly, I would have to create the picture that is here. But believe me when I explain it to you. Please believe me. Please believe me. Uh, read it yourself, but believe me. The time came. Elisha had asked his servants to go and prepare meal. All right? For, for them. And they went, they gathered vegetables. And they brought the vegetables in a pot, began to cook. Then one of the servants said, Ah, master, there is death. Say with me, death. There is death in the pot. So Elisha engaged in mystery. Bible says, Bible says, read it yourself. He took meal, M-E-A-L. He took meal and threw it in the pot. Right? And the moment he did that, the poison was destroyed and they could eat the meal without poison. Praise the Lord. Now, this is symbolic of a type of the communion table, of the bread. Your stomach is a kind of pot. Your digestive system. You grind all the food you eat and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, likewise, have a mental picture. That when you eat of his flesh that carries life is a meal. <laughs> that meal goes into your system and begins to attack any trace of poisons or things that could cause for your illness, your disease or infirmity. is a mystery of the communion table. It goes into you and because it's life, it searches for disease causing germs, virus, bacteria and attacks them. The moment that meal was thrown in the pot, the poison was destroyed. Praise the Lord. Another mental picture I want you to have. One of the miracles that Moses wrote before Pharaoh is this, before they left. He threw down his rod, uh, rod of Moses, rod of God, threw it down to display to, Moses, to, uh, display to Pharaoh his, the power of God. But also, Pharaoh called his magician, his sorcerers. And they also threw their own rod down. Praise God. But you see, something happened. The bigger rod ate of the smaller rod. Yeah. 
Moses' rod literally ate up all the other magicians' rods. They disappeared. Likewise, that should be a picture in your mind. That as you partake of the miracle meal, because of the life it contains, it gets into your system and finds anything, everything, not aiding your well-being and swallows it up. It's a mystery and a miracle. What you eat determines the quality of health you enjoy. Are you here? These are all mental pictures. So you don't have to, uh, no, 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 no. It's a mystery and a miracle. Finally, Luke 24, 30 to 31. As we eat, again, trust the Lord for understanding revelation. Luke 24, 30, 31. It says, and it came to pass, thank you, Jesus, help me, Lord, because of time. As he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were opened. Say, my eyes are opened. Declare, my eyes are opened at the table of covenant. In the name of Jesus. What happened? And they knew him. Wow. And he vanished out of their sight. They said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? So again, beloved, please have a mental picture. Each time you eat the bread, his flesh, the blood, the wine, it is for the opening of your eyes that scales are removed and veils are lifted that you may see and know him. It is for the restoration of your mental dignity, mental prayers. Shout amen somebody. Shout amen somebody. So that is the bread or um, the flesh. Let's look at the blood very quickly and we'll pray. Really want your faith to be so heightened that you, you don't, you, you never go to the table of covenant again casually from today. You look, you look at this, it says, My miracle meal. I'm reenacting, I'm, I'm, I'm reenacting re the covenant he made with, 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 with Christ that I'm introduced to be a part of. And, and by this, the life in the flesh of Christ is coming into me. The blood. Leviticus 17 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I will I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Beloved, if the life of anything is contained in the blood, please listen carefully. The life of the goat is in the blood of the goat. The life of the lizard is in the blood of the lizard. The life of a man is the life of a man. Guess what? The life of Christ is where? It's in the blood of Christ. Yeah. The life of what? The life of Christ is where? It's in the blood of Christ. That's why the only thing that was needed from Mary was the egg. But the seed didn't come from, 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 from her. Seed meaning sperm. Yeah. The seed came from the Holy Ghost. It says, and the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. That holy thing formed within you shall be Christ. So the Holy Ghost came upon Mary. That was a seed. The seed is a sperm that carries the blood. Huh? Praise God. Now hear this. Hear this. Acts 20, 28. Just read with me, please. Acts 20, 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. Hear this, beloved. 
to feed the church of God, as we're doing this day, hear this, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Whose blood? The blood of God. The blood of Christ, the blood of God. That blood is the blood of God. The blood that Christ had is the blood of God. And what? It carries his life. That is a life that was shared for us, made available to us. When he said, I will see the blood in the Old Testament, our Passover. In this case, it's beyond the blood of a lamb. It's the blood of Christ that he sees. That's why we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, by testifying, having not loved our life to death. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. That blood is our stronghold. Please write down Zechariah 9, 11 to 12. It's our stronghold. A stronghold is what we run into and we find safety and defense. Our stronghold. How do you partake of the table of covenant? Beloved, three simple keys. Number one, by faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Let your faith arise based on what you heard today. Mix the words with faith. It'll work for you. It's powerful. It's a mission, America. By faith. Number two, we're asked to examine ourselves in 1 Corinthians 11. Reflect. Contemplate. Are there any areas of unconfessed sin? Repent. Deal with it. Examine yourself. Thirdly, we're to discern the body. Discern the body knowing what the body did for us was broken that I was not be broken anymore fragmented that I was made whole descend that body and as you eat you eat unto wholeness and unto well-being let's rise on our feet our time is fast spent can you just lift your voice for one minute and thank him for the sacrifice he made for us in making available his flesh and his blood lift your voice on your feet oh gabozagine matayana can we thank him? Is that moment we're thanking him? We're honoring him. Let's honor him. Can we honor Jesus? He hung high. He spread wide. Not for himself. Oh, but for you and I. Oh, yes. Can you thank him? Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I'm grateful. It wasn't in vain. It wasn't in vain. There were benefits. There were blessings you had in mind as you paid that price for our well-being our strength, our vitality, our vigor, the soundness of our mind. Can you begin to appropriate the blessings that are available at this miracle meal? First and foremost, divine healing, divine health. Begin to appropriate. As we eat in a few moments, appropriate. I receive. Wow. Woo. Hallelujah. I receive. I receive, I receive, I receive. Now hold that element in your hand and say, Lord, I thank you for this mystery and this miracle. From today, I see the table differently. I have a different perception. Is that the rod of Moses that swallowed the rods of the magicians? Is that the meal thrown into that pot with poison? Oh, that destroys poisons. Oh, yes. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it, Lord. I see it, Lord, this morning. Yes. We are grateful. We are grateful. Now, engage those three levels. Number one, you will eat in faith. Number two, examine yourself. 
If there are any areas of sins, ask the Lord to forgive you. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all our righteousness. Number two, go ahead. Aha. We eat in faith. We drink in faith. Then we examine ourselves. Number three, guess what? Oh boy. Father Lord, we're going to partake. Ah, somatic gebeletesis. Ah, grande gebalosesana. And conde bracelet, tender go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. We'll give you praise. In the name of Jesus. If you're here, you're not born again, or you're online, not born again. Under the Old Testament, those who are not Jews were not to be a part of it. And those who are not circumcised were not to be a part of it. Likewise, in the New Covenant, the communion table is meant for those who are in covenant with Jesus. Born again, blood washed, blood bought. This morning, you can be in covenant by saying, Lord, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. For the saints, in their spots and blemishes, let's lay hold of the blood. Now, wherever you are, pray with me if you would. Online, on site, let's pray together as a family. Declare with me, Heavenly Father, I want to hear you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart, so I invite you, Jesus. Forgive me. In every area and any area I sinned against you. Lamb of glory, with my heart I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth I confess unto salvation. I am blood washed, blood bought, child of living God. By this token, I receive the benefits and the blessings of the miracle meal. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.